Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. Today we're going to talk about how PewDiePie's vlogs have changed the frontier of YouTube. Yes. I am in Japan, I swear. Today I am here with Grant. What's going on, guys? And we are going to talk about PewDiePie's new Japan vlogs. So recently, PewDiePie has posted on his channel a few vlogs because he moved to Japan. Um, it started happening like four weeks ago where he first got his visa. And then, you know, he's done a few things, you know, actually flying to Japan, driving in Japan. You know, there's a lot of different things. Um, but we both watched it and I, I thought they were pretty enjoyable. Yeah, they were super enjoyable for just casual viewing content. Mm -hmm. And like PewDiePie usually does gaming or like Reddit reviews. So this is um a new like kind of moment in his life. Definitely. I mean, he used to do vlogs back like when he lived in the UK, like a super long time ago, but he stopped for a while. And now these new ones are pretty interesting. I'm actually like not a long term PewDiePie viewer. Have you been watching for a while? I I mean, I, I used to watch a lot like four or five years ago, kind of taking a break recently for the past like year. But uh, actually, I'm actually really enjoying these new vlogs. So uh, if he keeps posting them, I'll keep watching them. I was um, I, I joined PewDiePie, subscription wise during the the T series war. Uh, that's when I uh, actually first looked at him. So I'm kind of kind of new. I actually when he when he first did Minecraft, the first like the beginning of the Minecraft series. Remember when Minecraft was having the big, like yeah. obviously Minecraft was at small ups and downs. Yes. When I was having that big rise back when he played it for the first time, I did watch that, and I watched him as Reddit reviews, but I wasn't like an OG watcher at all. Yeah, I don't really watch many of his gaming videos, but I definitely watch some meme reviews. Yeah, occasionally. Like when he got like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dr. Phil, yeah. Yep. Uh, green M&M, I give you an eight. Oh, another M&M. Melts in your mouth, not in your Tim's. Uh okay, so the vlogs. Um, We'll do a quick, you know, just backstory to get, you know, kill you up to speed. PewDiePie and his wife, Marzia, have been wanting to move to Japan for a while. COVID happened. It came very hard. Uh, recently, they like to do a lot of stuff to get their visas. You know, they, they get their dogs checked out to make sure they could go to eventually move to Japan. And uh, they lived in um, England before in Brighton, I'm pretty sure. And uh, they moved to Japan. And, you know, pretty simply, Japan is very different than um, the U.S., so it's fun to see his vlogs. Um, he, he's been doing, I would say, a lot of simple tasks. Like, you know, I think... A lot of times you expect vloggers to be like Casey Neistat and be like, wow, I went on the first class expensive flight yeah. to somewhere. <laughs> but his most recent one was like trying to pick what car he's going to get. He also, um, what did he do? He went to the garden center. Yeah, like taking his dogs to the vet. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't that like, okay, it shouldn't be entertaining, but really it. I just, very fun to see like such a different lifestyle than what we live in a different country through somebody that's like experiencing it for the first time because it's like all brand new to him and brand yeah. new to us so it's really cool to watch it and i i think he also just seems happier about making content for the first time in a while it seems yeah definitely he yeah he seems like super happy super relaxed and just like just like happy to do like little menial tasks because he's like away from everything kind of Mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, What I was trying to get, like, to the bottom of is, you know, PewDiePie, like I said, he's doing all this menial, menial stuff. 
even there's some cool temples and stuff, I think it does matter that he moved to Japan because I think that's just a place that a lot of you know people of Western culture are interested in. Mm-hmm. And actually, I guess Japan considered Western culture at this point. I think it might be actually. Yeah. I don't know the definition of that. I don't know. I don't think that it is generally considered part of Western civilization, but it definitely has some Western aspects in its culture. But whatever. I feel like it's just a you know place that a lot of people who are you know kind of in that American Eurosphere are interested in. It represents yeah. something different. So I think that's part of it. But I was trying to get to the bottom of: Do you think it would still be interesting if it was not PewDiePie? Huh. I mean, I think there are a few YouTubers that I'd enjoy watching, but I think I think PewDiePie's like demeanor and like the way mm-hmm. he's going about the videos make it just so much more enjoyable i mean i i just like how he's like super relaxed in the videos like in his gaming videos you know he's pretty upbeat like yelling but like in these vlogs he's like laid back he's happy he's just like just fun easy viewing content where i think that if other youtubers try to do it they might try to overdo it yeah yeah. and uh that that probably wouldn't be as entertaining in my opinion he has a sort of undescribable quality about him where I don't know if it's just experience, but he's good at making content. Now, I know he has definitely good editors behind him. Like, he has, he's been here long enough that he has all the materials to make good content. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have a good camera and stuff. But there's something about him, the way it transitions, that it's just a pretty relaxing video. I think for some, sometimes he doesn't even get great footage. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, the editing on the videos, like you say, he has really good editors, but it's, like, all, like, very simple editing, mm-hmm. just, like, one clip to the next like they don't even like necessarily connect that well like i was watching one of the videos like he was he was at like the garden garden center then all of a sudden he was like across town just like shopping mm-hmm. and it just like doesn't really connect well but like it just like is easy to watch and i think he has this weird um kind of style where he almost like he tells you what he's doing so you know his day mm-hmm. but then he just doesn't film some stuff like so like he said he was going shopping, like Grant said. And um, he, you know, he walked into the store. I don't know if you remember this. And, like, he's like, oh, I like this store. He tried on, like, two things. Yeah. But then he, he like, never really tells you what he bought, which I find interesting. Because I feel like a lot of vloggers, you know, at least from what I've seen, they'll, they'll do hauls and stuff. But, like, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I went to this store. I bought this and this. And I think they try to get, like, really into the details, especially if it's a daily vlogger. But it's almost nice to just kind of have a bit more of a vague sense. Yeah, I mean, like, that was, like, a really cool shop. And Mm -hmm. I think it was, like, some, like, Japanese streetwear brand. So I think he was, like, it was kind of cool that he was just, like, not trying to, like, flex on everybody with, like, the the jackets Mm -hmm. that he was buying and the stuff that he was just, like, yeah, I went shopping. This is my favorite store. And then he kind of just moved on. Like, it's just kind of refreshing not to, like, know everything about everybody's life, kind of just to, like, get a vague sense about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I also think the refreshing thing about PewDiePie is because, like, everybody can acknowledge, and if you don't know, then I'm sorry, but PewDiePie has a lot of money. <laughs> yes. He's been a YouTuber for a while, has 100 million subscribers. Let me tell you, the, the pixelings, the YouTuber simulator, the keyboard, <laughs> the mouse, all the G merch, Fuel. the G Fuel, makes him some money. Yeah. The NordVPN sponsorships, <laughs> he's doing pretty well. Yeah. What? You never played Tuber Simulator? <laughs> You know, it's fun, right? I'm not supposed to give my opinion, but give it a try, and then you can tell me if it's good or not. Now, he doesn't try to flex it, but what this does 
is it creates, a, at least I think, a, like a wonderful medium. Because, like, you know, you have some YouTubers who, let's be honest, if they're vlogging sometimes, um, if you're trying to vlog your lifestyle without money, sometimes it can be a bit hard. Mm-hmm. You know, because you want to entertain people and make, kind of see stuff that you can't normally do. I think that's what a vlog is. Yeah. But sometimes when you go too aggressive with the money, it becomes kind of annoying because it doesn't feel like realistic. Like, um, I don't know what YouTuber does this. There are a few. But like when someone's like, oh, I'm getting on my private jet to go to the man. Like let people, yeah. people from FaZe sometimes. Like the, like the East Family vloggers. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, dude, I, I don't like this is yeah. kind of weird. You want it kind of like simplistic. So he has, I think, a weird, like a great lifestyle choice where you can do enough stuff. Like he can shop for cars and stuff like that without really like worrying. Yeah. But he's not shopping for like a Lamborghini or anything. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to find like a nice car. Yeah. And the same thing. He lives in like a really nice apartment. Like it was, it was beautiful. Beautiful apartment. I saw. Yeah. But he doesn't mention it that much. Mm-hmm. And it's still kind of simplistic. So he almost can do like a simplistic lifestyle while not worrying about money. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a beautiful in between, I think. Yeah. And like when he was shopping for cars, he was just like shopping for like pre-owned Toyota, like Land Cruisers yeah, and FJs. Cool. Yeah. And, and then he looked at like a Tesla, but like none, none of those are like super expensive cars. He just wants like a nice car, cool, like Japanese car to drive around mm-hmm. uh, like won't like bring a lot of attention to him so that's like super cool and refreshing i mean like his vlogs kind of feel like casey neistat's vlogs with all without all like the editing the older ones yeah, yeah. the older ones because like casey neistat he like wasn't doing crazy things every day some of, in some of his videos you just see him like ride his skateboard to work like do his work go out with his friends for lunch and then like go hang out with his family at night yeah. and then it was just like a, just like a cool chill day and it'd go on a run or like the same thing with PewDiePie you like see him just go out do his tasks and like talk about his new mm-hmm. lifestyle kind of what, what is Casey uh, it's a quick sidebar what does Casey do now I think he just he's, he's in he lives in California right now like what I, is his company I don't uh well he had the he had Beam which was a uh was a social media app and uh-huh. then he sold that for uh quite a bit of money so I think he's kind of just chilling right now oh that's sick um but PewDiePie though I don't know like I think like because he's like famous you know he's famous but then he just has videos of him like building a desk (laughs) which building a shelf yeah it's trying to be interesting but then you see the desk in your end you're like wow that looks really nice Uh (laughs) I'm happy to see him succeed in that and I think there's I don't know yeah it just he has a quality about him and and Marzi is pretty fun too yeah and I think it's nice to see her be a part of the content because I'm pretty sure she made content then kind of got yeah kind of stopped didn't like the spotlight or something and it's like <laughs> sometimes she is like a character where you only see her from like the neck down yeah like like one of those yeah. like cartoons and it's like Tom, Tom and Jerry like whoever the owner of Tom it feels like that <laughs> mm-hmm. but um it is kind of it's it's now enjoyable to see her kind of get back into it yeah it's like it's kind of cool like you never really saw their like relationship mm-hmm. before so it's kind of cool to like see them interacting together like because it should be in like some of the backgrounds of his videos but like never really saw them like communicate which is interesting can we just talk about pause like how crazy it is that she was like a fan of him like their whole relationship's insane like an italian fan (laughs) like an italian fan that like type not like 90 day fiance shit like where she flew out to sweden or something and or he flew to italy yeah that is 
wild. <laughs> Imagine if like Mr. Beast like had a fan like fly over. It was like, oh yeah, this is my girlfriend now. She's a fan. And now they seem like they have a fantastic yeah. relationship. Yeah. Seems like it. Good for them. Only thing about their relationship is dude. Okay, I know they love their dogs, but it seems like a lot of money is being spent on these dogs. Yeah. And they can afford it. They can afford it, but but I'm like I don't know if yeah. I could like they were like pushing uh the dogs around in like a stroller and yeah. the dogs have to wear like the diapers and everything. Yeah. I was like, dude, Jesus Christ, this is a lot of care. Yeah. I guess if you don't have kids and stuff, like, uh, if you have a dog for 17 years, you must love it, but yeah, it exactly. just seems like, I don't know. It's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of commitment. Maya, you got so many compliments for being so old and healthy. What did she say? Good muscle. Good muscle, and Maya. Good muscle. Um, Good way. Still has appetite. Still has appetite. Was Ed- it, Edgar seems fine, but I'm yeah, like, who's like whose dog was it originally? Because if it's 17 years old, how long? I don't know how long they've been in a relationship. I think it might have been PewDiePie's, but or maybe uh, it was. I don't know. I think Ed, they got Edgar in 2013. Okay, so that's a they. Maya was born in 2005. That's wait. I just realized that dog is like basically as old as us. Yes. That's wild, dude. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Lost its eye to a, to a cat injury. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the Maya lore. Okay, I guess it doesn't matter yeah. too much. That that is crazy. Having a seventeen-year-old dog. Huh. How, how old is your cat? I'm my gonna... cat is yeah. eleven now. My, my dog is is twelve. Uh huh. So it's like you ever just think you'd be like, wow, my like my pet is as old as a kid. Yeah, that's actually. It's wild. a weird. It's a weird thought to have, and yeah. I having a dog that's like, er. 17 like that's wow so like dude that's crazy yeah jesus it's an old dog <laughs> I, th- I didn't know pugs live that long i don't think they do like i think <laughs> they've had enough money to pour into their pugs but a, a pug is just not an animal that's supposed to live very long yeah it was like they've been evolved to just be <laughs> just not do well in life <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, you have, they have defied every survival of the fittest method. <laughs> and since they're still being bred, it's gotten only worse. Average pug lifespan is 12 to 15 years. Really? Yeah. Damn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, um, I think we want to talk about like a bit, you know, the wider conversation. You were saying that um before before this podcast that um it has helped you learn about about japan yeah i think yeah these episodes of pewdiepie just kind of like trying to exist in japan and like mm-hmm. trying to like come to terms with the culture and like what's like acceptable to do in japan is like been super interesting like uh i mean they're like the videos of him trying to get his visa which were interesting but like mm-hmm. once he was in japan he was like talking about how like in some stores it's like unacceptable to take photos yeah. like a lot of stores it's like very rude to like use your phone or take photos well i mean 
People don't like you filming in like Target itself. Yeah, but that's like more compass like company policy. True. It's not just like it's very disrespectful, which mm-hmm. is what he said. Um, like I there's this cool part where he said that like if you want to like buy like get a bank loan or like get a car, oh. you have to get like the cool stamp, stamp? that's like custom to your name. It's like a signature stamp. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... yeah, yeah. And he's like showed him getting it, and like it was super cool. And like um, the other thing was he was talking about like the language gap. He says like in Japan, when people like when you ask them if they speak English, and then they say I speak a li- or, like I speak a little ja- uh, English, mm-hmm. they're like fluent. Mm-hmm. But he, so he's like afraid to tell people that he can speak a little Japanese, even though he can, because he's like mm-hmm. afraid people are gonna expect him to be like fluent in Japanese, which is a uh, pretty interesting. Meanwhile, Americans would be like. No, I, I can speak Italian and then like insert like that that scene um, from Inglorious Bastards. From Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Como stai? <laughs> like that's the that's the equivalent. Like, buongiorno, grazie, uh, si, corretto. Uh, Gor lami per cortesia me lo ripeti ancora. Gorlami. Scusi con me. Gorlami. Ancora una volta. Every every like Europe and now Japanese culture, like everybody's like bilingual. We're like, wow, we know a few words of this language. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the Japanese culture is really I, I, another interesting one. Is like, uh, I think it was in a video he was talking about he had to get his neighbor a gift. Oh yeah, because it's traditional, in which I found really interesting. Because in America, like usually, if you move, it's like the neighbor gets you, you a, a gift. gift. Yeah, like a house housewarming gift. Yeah, but like he said that he had to like go to one of his Japanese friends to like learn about like what a like a proper traditional That'd Japanese gift yeah. is. Yeah, and then like he was afraid because like apparently there's like there's like a thought that like old Japanese people are not like wel- mm-hmm. welcoming to like newer people like people coming into the country. So like that was that was pretty interesting to hear because I didn't know that to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah i thought that was like just a really interesting one because like i don't know cultural differences are just like small because like this is kind of like a total sidebar i guess we're getting into a different conversation here but it's kind of crazy how the internet like helps you like just like learn about things like in his um why japan video the the whole swedish thing about like not inviting people over for dinner got brought up which was a whole big thing on twitter and reddit where it was talking about like that like in sweden you know, normally, like, if you are over at someone's house, like, you will sit in another room while the family has dinner. Wow. Like, it's just, like, you were just, like, not required or supposed to give them dinner. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I think that, in, like, some families, it's more severe. I don't think every family in Sweden was, like, go to the other room. You go over there. But in some cases, like, I think they'd be like, okay, we're going to have dinner now. Like, you just wait here. Jeez. And not invite them to have dinner with you. No, but what I thought like was funnier is he said like it would be weird to sit at the table and not eat anything. If that's the case, then yeah, you will just wait in the room of your friend while your friend goes down to eat with their family, because it would just be kind of weird sitting at the dining table and not eat anything. And I was like, I'd rather do that than yeah. sit in the other room, like just talk to them and like. Yeah. Like, you'll understand that, like, maybe they don't, like, they weren't expecting you, so they don't have enough food for you, but, like, at least sit with them and talk. And apparently, he acted like he said that in passing, because he was talking about, like, 
he didn't think it was like that harsh. Mm-hmm. They're like a lot of times would be like you'd just ask before if it was like that day. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just wait in the other room. But he's like, yeah, because like if you like you know sat at the table and didn't eat anything, it'd be weird. So you stay in the other room. And he said it with like such confidence. And I was like, wow, that does not make sense for me. <laughs> yeah, not at all. In um, just like a bit of a bit of a different conversation too. Is I I was kind of thinking, I want to talk in a larger sense about um old YouTubers kind of transitioning. Because, like, you know, I feel like not prime, I won't say prime YouTube because I think YouTube is still good and possibly getting better. But, like, us, like, late elementary school, middle school YouTube, Minecraft, gaming, very high. And that would be, like, you would upload, see people upload every day. Yeah. You would come home, at least I would. I would come home in middle school and I'd watch, like, there'd be two Jacksepticeye videos when I'd get home. I'd, like, watch at least one of them. While I was just chilling. At that point, I thought I had a lot of homework, but it would really be like <laughs> one worksheet, and I'd have like three hours to watch YouTube. Yep. Not a lot at all. And I would just be like, okay, I'm just watching all of this, and it would be like a daily routine. And the other day, um, Jacksepticeye tweeted, actually, he was like, wow, how did I used to upload times a day? And then you really think about it, that's insane. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> like two 10-minute videos a day, is you playing two different games, getting them edited for two different people, and posting both. Yeah. Every day. Like, think about how much, like, gameplay he probably had to do to cut mm-hmm. it down into a 10-minute video. Wow. And it's just, no one, I don't see many consistent, okay, there are some consistent uploads, but almost no one does daily anymore. None of the older YouTubers, I mean, like, some young YouTubers that are still, like, trying to, like, make a name mm-hmm. for themselves, like, they just try to make as much content as possible, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like now all the established YouTubers are, like, on the most inconsistent like upload schedule ever well i mean occasionally you'll see once a day but never twice a day never twice a day barely ever once a day yeah i mean even good mythical morning takes they take the weekends off don't they yeah i think yeah, they sure. do and then they'll take like a summer break yeah and, like another winter break which the fact that they get a produce show out every day is still kind of crazy yeah like a 20 minute show every day on like a brand new topic usually like uh uh-huh. and like they have like whole staff like and they have like five channels yeah but like i feel like there are not a lot of times i look at youtube and know what i'm gonna get yeah because like you know good mythical morning that's a that's a given but in my subscription box i mean sometimes i just go home like at the home page but my subscription box i could go on like every day in middle school and i could tell you what videos are gonna be there yeah you're like you're looking forward to watching yeah. like a youtuber's video when you get home same same day same time mm-hmm I mean, and yeah, you got things like Sideman Sunday. Yeah. Like, you know they're going to release on Sundays. But, like, you could be like Wednesday. Okay, the Jack Stuff like video is going to come out at 12. I probably have the PewDiePie video at this time and this time and this time. You just don't see it anymore. And, like, even with the new YouTubers, like you said, there are some grinding. I think, like, Ludwig used to do daily mm-hmm. uploads. He may still do it to an extent. But, like, a lot of the bigger creators are, like, Dream. You know, he'll release a manhunt once every few months. Yeah. Um, Tommy in it, at least on the man channel, I don't, maybe it's like every few weeks. I don't think it's that consistent though. Um, Michael Reeves, he's young. I know he's been on for like a while, but mm-hmm. he, it's one of it, like six months, seven months, Mr. Beast, same thing. Like a lot of these successful YouTubers, they, they make really good videos, but they are months apart. Yeah. I mean... I, like some days you're like you're like your your YouTube box is just like a drought of YouTube videos, uh-huh. and then like and then like there'll be like a random Wednesday where all True. of your favorite YouTubers upload, and you like can't possibly get through all the YouTube videos, and you try to like ration it throughout the week, or at least I do. And you're like, how do I watch this all? 
Yeah. And then, like, for the next, like, six days, you'll just be, like, deprived of any sort of content to watch. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I know the algorithm changed. I know that was a big effect. Because I think it used to be just, like, watch time or something. Mm-hmm. So you would just, like, if you uploaded more content, you would just automatically kind of get more watch time. Mm-hmm. I think it's now more, more focused on retention. So I think that's why it's kind of effective because, like, um, who's, a, who's a YouTuber like that doesn't, like, post that consistently? Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Yeah, when the Mr. Beast video comes out, you go, oh, shit, Mr. Beast video. I'm going to click on this. Yeah. So then since you click on it, since it's you were expecting it, it's few and far between, you're going to watch I'll watch of all it. of it, yeah. Like, again, Michael Reeves posts a video. I really like him. When I see him post a video, I'm like, this has got to be a great mm-hmm. video. And I click on it. Have you watched his recent one? I'm not, no. Okay. I think I've talked about it, but he teaches a fish how to trade stocks. Wow. It's a really good video. That's pretty cool. And then he, well, he doesn't teach, but he uses an algorithm that uses a fish. And then he matches that and places against an algorithm that reads Wall Street bets. Huh. It's a really interesting video. It's actually pretty cool. Hi, I want to give my goldfish, Frederick, the ability to trade stocks. We track Frederick's position anywhere he is in the tank. Then, every morning when the stock market opens, he'll be prompted with two random companies. He'll choose one by spending more time on that side of the tank. Then, the computer will take his decision and buy that stock with the money of whoever is sponsoring this video. Yeah. Like, when they release a video, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. And I think that's what's being more effective now. In a way, it's it's good. You know, you get higher quality content. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like every single YouTube video now that I watch is, like, a quality video. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I guess I guess in the old days, like, the everyday videos, some of them were kind of lacking. If, if you're posting every day, you yeah. don't have time to, like, really brainstorm how to make a great video every day. And also, I guess it kind of matters that, like, while doing that, a lot of YouTubers are on the brink of, like, death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like... Anytime, like, Jack Septic sent his tweet, and I think there was a lot of replies, like, how did we do that? We were staying, editing for hours of a day, staying up, and um, uh, I listened to, like, I don't listen much, I'll be honest, but it was, like, one where someone interesting one. I listened to, like, one impulsive, mm-hmm. Logan Paul, when he did the daily, he was talking about doing the daily vlogs, he's like, it nearly killed me. Yeah, and I think, like, back in the old days, I feel like, like, every YouTuber edited their own videos also. Like, now I feel like every YouTuber just has an editor uh-huh. that they send their content to and then they edit it for them but those days like every vlogger every like every, like jacksepticeye mm-hmm. would film then edit his own videos yeah. for like seven hours on the grind in the grind time yeah and like well now it's kind of easier because like editing is like a known thing that people are going to need mm-hmm. so like you can just like be a random youtuber and like send your videos off to like a 15 year old in like arkansas yeah who's <laughs> just just editing somewhere yeah, it's just like devoted their life to editing now because it's just like it's like a acceptable job now mm-hmm. you get random like like that exists now where i feel like i don't know a lot of them didn't want to lose creative control too mm-hmm. yeah but uh, ted nevison another one you know videos come out you know not that consistently but then i'll watch them and be like wow that was great yeah and you know i think a lot you know Especially the older YouTubers, they got on to create a lot more meaningful things. You know, we have Markiplier creating, you know, you know, Heist with Markiplier. I've really said, you know, about six times in a row. In space with Markiplier. Jacksepticeye, um, he did that tour, um, and then he had, um, he has his charity events, created a coffee company. Yeah. Peter Pye is now creating these vlogs. Uh, Anthony Padilla left Smosh to do, you know, his interviews, which I think 
those are pretty consistent, but a lot of them, I think, do hold some. That would be what I would want to do. Mm-hmm. But he, he stole it from me, basically. <laughs> I was trying to, I was, I had that idea, and he, like, took it. Just, just want you to know that. Uh, okay. I'll, I, if I see him, I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll interview him and tell him that. <laughs> I'll get him on here, and I said, you took my idea from me. Yeah. Good idea. I'm gonna accuse him of that directly. So yeah, he stole that from me. I guess it's like meaningful or whatever. But like you know, <laughs> screw him. Like I think I had a right to it first. Yeah. He he already had Smosh. Can't you leave something for me? Exactly. Let the, let the little guy win sometimes. That's what I'm saying. That's just straight up rude. Uh, and a lot of them have moved on. To different, I, MadPat, it's like since we did the recent episode, he's been the only ones I feel like who have stuck to it. Yeah. He's been around for a like, while. Stuck and to the same content. To yeah, a and it works. Yeah. But I mean, I don't necessarily condone some of his, <laughs> his recent videos. If his name is trending on Twitter, we do not condone anything that he has done. As of yesterday, I have not involved. I didn't watch that Five Nights at Freddy's video. Yes, we, we made the last podcast before this all came out. Yeah, I, mean, I want you to know let that. Let it be known. Let it be known before his name was trending. We we made the podcast before his name trended on Twitter. We do not condone any, anything. We're not Matt Pat's. Can possibly get canceled. <laughs> But we do not exactly have an opinion on it. We are not taking a side. Unless not taking a side will get us canceled. Then we are taking a side. Basically, Against. we are in whatever position that the majority will not cancel us. True. I want that to be known. That goes with any YouTuber we ever make an episode on. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can just assume we are in the majority position that yes. will not get us canceled. Just, just assume we're in the right. Yeah. yeah. We're good people. We are good people. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube with the boys makes fun of cancel culture gets canceled <laughs> does that mean we have the majority of opinion of canceling ourselves oh no let's not get into this paradox here <laughs> um but yeah it's like I think we're entering a new era and I do think it's for the better mm-hmm. but I, I do okay I think we recognize good content more but I think sometimes since the algorithm is focused on retention it's kind of harder to i think get discovered there's also a lot more creators you know yeah i mean a lot more creators i feel like i feel like the youtube algorithm hasn't done a good job of bringing me to new creators and like in my recommended videos all my recommended videos are just videos that i've already watched uh-huh. and it's not like okay but like how often do you actually that's a lie if there's a cool video title i will click on it yeah um but yeah i mean like like, why, like, I feel like, you know, the YouTube algorithm needs to almost, like, you know, bring people to new creators and, like, podcasts and, like, you know, possibly, like, a podcast that only has, like, 22 subscribers <laughs> and it's, like, trying to make really hard to make new content that's really good yeah. on YouTube and a bunch of socials like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube Shorts <laughs> that now has a Clips channel. Yes. And possibly if someone, anyone, liked their tweet on Twitter since there no one's <laughs> following... That would also be really sick. Oh wait, that wait—that's that that's us. Like that sounds us. like us. I—that would be really awesome if like the YouTube algorithm helped out with that, yeah. or you guys helped out with that. You know, Please that would be really Lord cool. <laughs> Susan, I just gotta—I gotta dial something. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Twitch too. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I'm trying to think if, like, the new YouTube or the old to- YouTube is better for new creators. I mean, I feel like the new YouTube is uh, 
it's definitely a lot easier for YouTubers to make money and monetize mm-hmm. like the, the what they were doing. I mean, like old YouTube a while back, there is not much money to be had. True. So YouTubers were like really struggling, all doing all this work for not much reward. I agree, but was working for Machinima. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like signed all these like sketchy uh-huh. agents to like try to get ad deals but now like you could definitely be very independent as a youtuber and still make money and i think it's just like a better place for somebody to mm-hmm. work as an independent person and not have to be tied to somebody else that's true defied media another great one <laughs> true <laughs> that went well uh. Actually, you know, let's talk about it quickly. Mr. Beast and um, did you watch part of the new Mr. Beast video? I did watch part of the new Mr. Beast. I video. thought it was pretty good. It was like, okay, this is gonna sound stupid, but it's hard for me to get impressed after Squid Game. Yeah, he he's almost raised the bar too high. Yeah, he's he kind of put all his eggs yeah. in one basket with that, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to like recreate something like to such an extent now. To be honest, I want another, like, I think Mr. Beast needs to bring, like, the spending, like, time buried alive and, mm-hmm. like, those types of videos back. Because, like, he's doing challenges with people, right? And he built the actual Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And to be honest, I went, like, eh. Yeah. I there mean... was an actual chocolate river in there with a boat. <laughs> and I went, eh. Alright, this way, watch out for the giant candy cane. You've seen the movie before, right? I have. Alright, then you know you must get in the boat. Get in the boat. Don't ask me how, but we put a chocolate river with a chocolate waterfall in the middle of this warehouse. I, I kind of like like his videos where he's like donating like $100,000 in like creative ways yeah. better. Like when like you see him like buying like an entire supermarket and donating all the food to a food pantry. I kind of find that more enjoyable than... Him doing all these like crazy I massive mean, stunts. You can probably find that Mr. Beast philanthropy. Yeah, is a channel that exists. Yes, but I don't know. I mean, you can only see him give away money so much. True. And I, the challenge is like, I. <laughs> sometimes I think they, I feel like these ones were kind of lame. I'm gonna be honest. There yeah. wasn't stuff that was that interesting. They climbed yeah. a rock wall at one point. Gordon Ramsay showed up. At the, I don't know if you got to that point. No, I did not. He showed up at the end. Wow. They did a cooking competition. But at the same time, I was like, okay. I wanted them to, like, I think the ridiculous has kind of been lost. Because, yeah. like, I think that's why Mr. Beast was successful, you know? He was always doing something that was extraordinary, extraordinary, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, he When he gave away $10,000, that was sick. Mm-hmm. Still is pretty cool. But he's done that a lot. So now I feel like I want more like the Ice House. That yeah. was really cool. Stuff like that. I think that – and I, I don't know if it would cost less or more money. I always enjoy the chase ones whenever he's getting chased by yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's getting harder to like just watch him give away money. Yeah. I mean like when he has – I like the video – like I, I really liked like the Christmas decoration video or like – Oh, they did the lights? Yeah. That was a good that one. That was a good video. I did, the chase ones are very fun, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, it's kind of tough for him now when you've done yeah. such crazy things. like. And I know they're going viral still, and I know it, and maybe some of the younger audience gets excited when he gives away money every time. Mm-hmm. I, I can only speak from my experience where I watched it, and I will watch it, which sucks. I'm not going not gonna, to not gonna watch it, 
But I don't know. I just feel like, dude, I can only watch. <laughs> True. I thought one of the recent good ones was when the guy. Um, did you watch the one where the guy like had to spend time alone or whatever? Oh yeah, ten thousand dollars every day you survive. Uh, survive prison. That was a pretty good one. I enjoyed that one. Huh. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Bit weird if you actually think about the concept. Yeah, yeah that's kind of scary. But it wasn't like a an actual prison. It was like he was in this like. I don't know, I had a TV, and he, like, lost an item every day. It was a good video, but I thought that was an interesting way to do it. I don't, I, I like, like, the actually, like, one idea for the video, rather than a lot of smaller challenges in the video. That's me, personally, mm, though. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, when you click on his videos, like, you have the main idea, mm-hmm. but, you, like, they're always just, like, a ton of stuff thrown in there. I kind of, yeah, I kind of, like, one main video, because like, it kind of gets, like, overwhelming with all the different things that he's, like, actually doing in the videos mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i think i think that will probably wrap it up i just want to talk about that quickly because i feel like i should um but i think that's going to be it for this episode um thank you guys for all the recent support um please go check out our socials and our youtube we'd really appreciate that um see you next time yeah. goodbye <laughs>